Hey y'all, it's Barb. It's Shay. We're here to talk about a murder that's gonna knock you off your feet. So giddy up y'all, this is gonna be a wild one. I'm so happy to be back for another week. Before we start, I wanted to say that the voting poll is closed for the listener's vote episode. Um, but I'm really excited to talk about who you guys voted for and who won. Um, thank you all of you who voted. We will have the next one posted on the 1st of June. Um, so be on the lookout for that one. Also, Barb and I are working on shirts. So we are in the process and I think think we might have picked a design that we like so um, that should be coming really soon um, and we still have cups and pop sockets for sale so go get something because you know you want to um, are you ready for today's episode yes I'm ready okay so I got all of my info from wikipedia.org which is where I got most of it because it's really hard to find information on this one um, and then something called amp.en.google. I don't even know what that is. Um, and then plex.page. Um, so that's where I got my information from. Today, I will be talking about the murders of two college students named John Goosey and Stacy Barnett. This is known as the West Campus Murders of University of Texas. So this happened in Austin. Um before I talk about what happened, I want to kind of talk about the victims a little bit. Like I said, there wasn't too much information on the victims, but I got what I could out of it. And I did get help from my fiance once again. So shout out to him. Um, so Stacy Barnett was born September 5th, 1986. She attended the University of Texas. And later on, while she was at the campus still, she moved into the west part of campus in 2008 and then in 2009 she received her bachelor's degree in architecture which I think is pretty cool um, and Barnett was killed at the age of 22 which is literally about to be how old I am which is crazy to me um, so John Goosey was born August 3rd 1987 he graduated from Lamar High School and then attended University of Texas so both Stacy and John were both from Houston area. So he graduated from Lamar High School in Houston. Uh, and then he went to University of Texas and graduated with a bachelor's degree in history and English in 2008. And he was planning on going to law school. He was killed at the age of 21. So they were both super young. And they both, like I said, were from Houston in the two Actually, I saw some places where they supposedly went to the same school and um, they lived in the same street, but I don't know how true that is, but they didn't know each other until they met in college. So even if that was true, like that's insane that they never knew who each other were. It's um, crazy. I know. I mean, if that's true, I, I'm, I'm hoping it is, but um, because that would be a really interesting story to tell, you know, uh, the two had been dating for about two years and they were already talking about like, like getting married and stuff like after college and talking about their future as some said in some of the articles. 
Goosey worked as a mid-level marijuana distributor, which, as we know, is illegal in Texas, but it's not the worst thing in the world. So, and this kind of, like, is what set up this whole case and what happened uh, and why these two were killed. So, the Austin Police Department, I'm going to kind of start going into, like, sorry, like a background of like just some of the things that the police found. So Austin police department said that Goosey had a business relationship with a guy named James Thompson for at least like three years. So I guess before him and Stacy had met and in July, 2009 police stated that they did not believe that Barnett was aware of like, which is Stacy. So Stacy was they didn't think that she knew what he was doing, like doing the dealing the marijuana and stuff. And they also don't think that she used marijuana as well. So, but they aren't 100% sure, but that's just something they assumed the landlord who owned the condos where Goosey and Barnett lived said that after smelling marijuana in her apartment and hearing Barnett telling him that her boyfriend had problems with drugs, he warned Stacy about the dangers of her boyfriend's lifestyle. So basically I say drugs. I mean, marijuana is a drug, but I don't know if there was others included that were higher than just marijuana. There was no, there was nothing that said that. So marijuana is like the main point in this story. And so, yeah, he, she basically was warned by the landlord about some of the issues that had happened in the past and like, the dangers that could come along with being with him. So that lifestyle is believed to cause death, cause the death of the two young people. So let's go into the murder on Tuesday, July 21st, 2009. The murder occurred at Stacy Barnett's second floor apartment within the preservation square condominiums, which was located at 904 West 21st street in the West campus area in Austin Thompson arrived, which was the guy that John had been working with to help like with the, the drug dealing and stuff. Um, Thompson arrived at nine fifty AM that day. So early in the morning, police said that Thompson shot Goosey multiple times in the head, went upstairs and shot Stacy twice in the head, including the face A police affidavit affidavit said that all three uh, perpetrators which there it's thompson and there's two other ones that i'll talk about later agreed like they all three agreed that the only reason stacy was killed was because they would have known who had killed john so the only reason she was she was just a liability at that point so that's why they killed her which is insane but after the couple was dead, Thompson retrieved his shell casings and smashed the victim's cell phones in an attempt to prevent police from tracking the phone call. Um, that tracking the phone call that Goosey, which is John, before the killing. Um, so, like, I guess they talked and he was coming over as just they both agreed that they would come over. Um, and so it ended up being that he really wanted to come over and kill him. Um, but Thompson was picked up by the getaway driver at 10, 12 AM. Police said that Rennick, which was the getaway driver 
also helped with plotting and covering up the crime. So he helped him get away. He helped him start it. And he like was covering it up for him all because he was going to pay him money for it. And Gifford, which I think that's how you say it was the one who was like on call. So he also helped plan, but he was like kind of like a backup. So if anything was to happen, they would call him and tell him to do whatever they needed him to do. But after Thompson left the condo, the two, which was Rennick and Thompson, drove to Mount Bonnell, which we've I've been to. I'm not sure if you've been to it, but I've been to that. So now I'm just going to, when I go there, I'm going to think of this. Um, but this is where they threw the shell casings over the edge before burning other evidence near the Loop 360 bridge over Lake Houston. And then later that day, all three got together so Thompson could pay the other two for their work and he gave them a half an ounce of marijuana so they did this killing all because they were getting paid and getting some marijuana i don't know i i think that i think that's crazy that they they went that far to murdering him the only reason why would be maybe because he wasn't like paying them i mean maybe they were giving john the marijuana to distribute to people and then they were supposed to get paid and so maybe he was like the middleman and Mm -hmm. maybe he wasn't like paying up essentially but even then it's like you have to be on some other kind of drug to think that it's that's like justification for killing somebody usually when you go that far and you involve murder and stuff that's usually like with heavier drugs yeah and it's and to me i think like if you're going to kill somebody like they were all so young and I'll tell you how old Rennick and Gifford was whenever this happened. I don't remember how old Thompson was, but I think he was older than them. So I think out of the three, Thompson was the oldest and the other two were like 19, 20 or 21 or whatever age they were, which I'll say at the bottom. Um, but, and then the two that were killed were 21 and 22. So everybody was so young, so it wasn't like they were in this this gang of, like, selling drugs and doing all this stuff. They were literally all just, like, young kids, basically, just barely graduating. So to me, this killing was, like, way out of line for what was the actual reason, which I'm going to go into on this next part. But just to me, I just think this whole case is, could have been avoided very easily which I don't think any murder is okay but still like some of them just like are you serious was this even necessary but let's go ahead and start talking about Thompson a little bit James Richard Thompson Jr. was the guy that John supplied drugs to so Thompson was under John so John was basically the higher up Um, and his parents at some point in life like his mother, his mother, which worked at the University of Texas and was an anthropology lecturer, uh, she lived on the campus as well, on the West Campus. And James lived with her after her, his parents split. So he came from a divorce uh, family, and which uh, so many people do. So that doesn't explain anything. And, but he still lived with his mom and she worked there. So after his mom remarried, Thompson moved in with his dad. 
Then Thompson attended Austin High School in Austin, which, of course, and later Lake Travis High School. He was known as a good boy that was always involved in the wrong things. So, like, he was he could have been good, but he just kept getting stuck in a in a rough patch. Um, and he started experimenting with drugs in middle school, which is super early. And he dropped out of high school and worked multiple jobs. Thompson began distributing marijuana when he received, like, he received them from Goosey. And that's whenever he started, like, distributing it. And at the time of the murder, Thompson lived in a house on Alexandria Drive in South Austin. Thompson owed John $8,500 as part of a drug deal. Isn't that an insane amount of money? Yeah. So, if anything, if this, in a in another world, that murder could have been, I don't even want to talk about it, honestly. Because <laughs> I was going to say, like, wouldn't that mean that John should be mad and not Thompson? Yeah, but I feel like he just murdered him in cold blood so he wouldn't have to fork up $8,500. Because maybe he yeah. the money. Yeah, because, you know, this debt, like, haunted Thompson. It got to him big time because he couldn't owe it, which, to me, I'm like, okay, you did this drug deal. Where did all that money go? Did you just keep it for yourself? And could have things been different if he would have just given him the money because then he would have gotten a part of it? I don't know. Um, But, like I said, this debt haunted Thompson. He wanted to get rid of all and was willing to do anything to to just do that. Sadly, like just to get rid of this stupid debt that he had. And so what happened, you know, they decided to do all of this and plan all this whole thing. He did it with the two guys, which Rennick's first name is Roy and he was 19 whenever they planned this. And Sam Gifford, who was 21 at the time. So, like I said, they were all super, super young. And they drove around that Sunday morning gathering supplies. And Gifford came up with the idea of killing John because of the debt and for the money. So that way they could get rid of the debt and keep the money at the same time. So, whenever they planned all this, they called Rennick to help and build them a silencer for the gun. And so that's another part where Rennick was in, in on this. And he basically agreed to do this just for drugs and money. So he knew he was getting drugs and money out of this. So he made somebody a silencer to kill two people just to like, get rid of this debt. Like that's so uh, crazy, but honestly it happens all the time. It really does. And people you know, kill and murder and, and steal and you know do all kinds of things just for drugs or money yeah and money and drugs are like the poison of the world you know and to me I'm like but you're doing all this over marijuana that you can literally just buy a plant and grow it and or go to Colorado you know Mm -hmm. go somewhere that it's legal and you can just buy it however you want to buy it instead of having to do it illegally um, but 
They crafted a pistol silencer from insulation in an abandoned home and talked about where and how many times the victim should be shot. And they planned for the gunman to keep an open line on his cell phone so one of them could hear the crime. So that's what Gifford was doing. He kept, an, like, he just stayed on the phone with them. Hmm. So that way, if anything was to happen, they could just say something and then they go. Which is insane to me that you want to sit there and listen to that. There's some, they, I feel like it was deeper than the dead. I feel like they really, truly wanted to do something like this, but needed a stupid excuse to do it. Mm-hmm. So they obtained a 22 caliber pistol from someone that Rennick knew. Rennick made Thompson practice on how to shoot them and told, told him to shoot them twice to make sure they were dead. Rennick basically coached him through everything. And the next day, the three, the three of them tested the gun with the silencer by firing it into a piece of wood. The group rearranged the furniture in Thompson's apartment and reassembled the furniture in Barnett's apartment. So, I don't know. I guess, like, they're, you know, they rearranged it around so that way it looked exactly like Barnett's apartment. Uh, like, are you that... Not slow, but, like, do you really need it for, for like, step-by-step, play-by-play? I guess they did. I mean, they they were getting the plan down, like, and the fact that they literally took all this time, like, that's what I'm saying. It had to go way deeper than the debt that he owed because who just sits here and does all this? You literally reassemble your apartment. Well, I honestly think that, yeah, like, that's ridiculous. And, obviously, they don't know what they're doing because... Clearly, if you have to sit there and rearrange a room and, you know, set up, sit, set it up like play by play because you need to know mentally like what angle you're going to take or anything like that. It's like you don't know what you're doing. A killer just doesn't – a killer doesn't do that. So to me, they have never done that before and just don't know. Yeah, and I feel like this probably wouldn't have been their last time either because it would have been a different excuse the next time. Because they just went way too in-depth with this one. You know, I think it's insane what they did on here. But on the morning of July 21st, Gifford drove Thompson to Goosey's condo. And on the drive, they again discussed the plan for Thompson to keep an, keep an open cell phone line with Gifford. And police confirmed this call, this call with the cell phone records. So... They didn't think it through very, very much, honestly, because if you're if you knew you knew people like the cops could trace phone calls and that would lead you to where they were. And so, yeah, they didn't think that part through, but they sure did think everything else through. But all of the men were arrested and they all pled guilty to murdering the couple. So Thomas pled guilty in 2010 to murdering Stacy at first and he was sentenced sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole in 2039. So basically what happened was he was given a option. So he said they said you can either testify against the other two and have a possibility of parole and plead guilty to only one of them or we can give you the death penalty for killing both of them. So it's your decision at this point, like decide what you want to do, but 
we're just going to give you an option, which he shouldn't have been given an option. Um, so he was, he had the death penalty taken off and he was, he was allowed to only plead for Stacy's murder and not John's. So he got possibility of parole in 2039. And the other two were also convicted Rennick, who was 22 at the time, was charged with capital murder and was only given 35 years in prison. You want to know why? I bet you can guess why. Um, I have no idea. Because he talked. That's it. If you just rat out your people around you, you get a shorter sentence. But Gifford, on the other hand, the person who was on the phone literally was not even there and I feel like Rennick should have got a way longer sentence than 30 35 uh, years because he was literally teaching them and coaching them and giving them the gun and building the silencer and doing all the work basically and he got the the smallest sentence which I think is ridiculous yeah that's crappy because Gifford at the age of 20 was given two concurrent 50-year prison sentences oh, for being on the out. phone. Yeah, he ain't getting out. Isn't that insane? For yeah. being on the phone, he got more because he didn't, I guess he didn't tell enough information for them or maybe he didn't have a good lawyer or whatever the case is. I just think that's ridiculous. The person who literally used the gun has a possibility of parole in 2039. Yeah, they have that all kinds of backwards. But I wonder if they actually had the same judge and, you know, it it really is a sticky situation because if they're not being, you know, in court with the same jury or like the same judge or, you you know, it's like you're going to be convicted on different stuff depending on who's doing the convicting. Yeah, and with your lawyer too, like if one had a pro bono one and one didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Some like the the one who actually did the murders, his mom was a, a, a professor at the school, so she had plenty of money to be able to help pay for a lawyer. That's what she did. I don't know if they who was all involved in the who paid for what and all that because it's not necessarily the important part, but yeah, I think that's insane on how this one like played out. I'm glad they were all found and convicted, but I just I think it's completely insane that they would kill this couple over drug money and, you know, they could have just paid it off eventually. Like if they couldn't pay it off, then, you know, I feel like, Oh, they would, he would allow it over time because, you know, they're, they're young. What is he going to do? Right. But, you know, I didn't know, you know, nobody knows him and stuff. So I guess we don't know him. People know him, (laughs) but, um, I know it's it's a lot of money, but I feel like it's definitely was not worth it at all. And for the to, for Gifford and Rennick to do it for drugs and money just makes them like worse, honestly. That they could just kill two people just for that. That's it. Yeah, that's crazy. And if it if you were so such in a deep hole, there's other ways to get out of it. You don't have to result in care, like killing innocent like quote unquote innocent people. You know. Yeah, like, and get up and like run away, go across like the states, or do whatever you have to do, or pay the money back, or you know, give the drugs back. Something you don't have to kill somebody. 
Yeah, and like, or you could say, I will work for free until I pay off my debt kind of thing. Like, there's plenty of different ways that this could have been handled, and they decided to do it this way. And like I said, I feel like they actually wanted to do it, and they just were making an excuse as to why. Um, because they just had it, they just planned way too much ahead of time and was seemed like they were too eager to actually do it and seemed like they were quote, like, you know, excited for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so just for this thing, five lives were ruined because of this petty problem, but that's pretty much it. I mean, do you have any questions or comments or anything before we end this? <laughs> No, not really. I think I, I made several comments. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, thank you all for joining today's episode. I've never heard of this case before, so it was interesting to learn about it and, you know, see what little things can cause people to do crazy stuff. Um, don't forget to tune in next week for the voters episode and stay out of dark places and watch your back because you never know who's lurking. Bye. Bye.